Hello, and welcome to an unconventional guide to success, where we are exploring concepts and discussing real life examples, showing that the path isn't linear and the journey to success is self-defined. My name is Linda Misagatis. And I'm Scott Montgomery. And we will be your guides. So, you know, Scott, one of the things that um, that I think is really important is, um, and you talk about this in your book, uh, the really kind of establishing a mindset. And you talk about going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, and then also self-care. So in yeah. all of this, we've been talking about, you know, drive, drive, drive. And we've talked about, you know, goal setting and habits and routines. <laughs> and it's like, yes. I'm, I'm tired now. So I'm like, <laughs> exhausted. Oh, I'm just like, I don't even know where to begin. And so can we we talk a little bit about um, why it's so important in all of this, because I, I think that we probably all learned this lesson during COVID for sure, is that we we live in a society, especially in the U.S., um, that is so focused and driven and go, 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 um, that we don't take time to develop that, um, that mindset. And we certainly don't take nearly enough time for self-care. So talk about why that's important to you. Yeah. So for me, um, self-care is really important because again, uh, we've talked a little bit in habits around that ADD thing that I have that sort of creates an additional static towards my drive goals and habits that if I can mitigate that, my mindful approach to my habits and goals, objectives and desires for success can be more focused. So there's one element of that. Yeah. I'm also very much a visionary leader. And as a visionary leader, I tend to love to live above the forest. Yeah. I don't really like to get in and smell the flowers. Sure. And I find my best result is when I do take a minute to go down in and smell the flowers and walk around the paths of the forest. Yeah. Then just be up in the clouds trying to orchestrate what gets planted in said forest. That makes sense. Yeah. And I find that if I'm going to be working in peak performance and I'm going to calm my crazy thought process and I'm going to pull out of just being a visionary, the best way for me to do that is to be focused on mindfulness. Yeah. The best best way for me to approach mindfulness I have found is through working out. It's through massages. It's through triathlons, believe it or not. I like a component of drive for me. Yep. But I also think it creates an element of time to process, yeah, time to step back, time to feel good in my own skin. And these things all matter if I'm going to drive success yeah. through the other things that we've spent a lot of time talking about. Yeah. And, and, and I know massages can be expensive. Triathlon equipment can be expensive. My, my thought process here is that people take a minute to do things that bring down the energy and that drive you refer to. Right. And being in a learner mindset is something that Carol Dweck wrote about in her growth mindset book because, and I was introduced to that because they're teaching it to my kids in elementary school. Oh, interesting. Okay. There's something very satiating and calming by being in a learning mindset than in a reactionary one position sort of mindset. And for me to shift that logic, are the, I do those things I just talked about. Yeah. No, they that makes a work, lot of sense. And they help me work at peak performance. Yeah. Yeah. So back and everything habits. comes back. Yeah. Everything comes yeah. back to the habits, goals, um, patterns. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that um so it's taken me a very, very long time to get there. Um, and you know, as we we talked about in uh in 
our some in our prior podcast a little bit, I kind of exposed myself in that uh, the um, the idea of how my brain operates, and part of the reason why my brain operates that way is because um, of um, having a component of mania, a manic in my personality. So you know, I I do definitely suffer from from that, and I think you know with a focus today on um, destigmatizing mental health, and so yeah. for someone like myself who um, who struggled through having bipolar disorder um, my whole life and trying to figure that out where it really did come back to is this self-care concept, right? And so Mm -hmm. being able to ground myself in things like meditation. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I just do short meditations every morning um, and it's part of my routine and uh, I don't do them the right way. You know, I don't sit down in a quiet room and and do them the way you're supposed to, but it works for me because I listen to the message and then I focus on that and that's how I start my day. Um, And I think, you know, to establishing some things, I wrapped my entire uh, how I defined myself and how I define mm-hmm. success around my job, right? Everything I did mm-hmm. in life was how successful was I at my job? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even necessarily, did my family think I was successful? It was, did all these strangers who meant absolutely nothing in my life, did they think I was successful? Mm-hmm. You know, so did my boss think I was doing a good job or did my coworkers think I was amazing? Um, you know, those were things that I got very wrapped up around instead of focusing on the people that were in my life and, um, and myself and realizing that what was most important is what did I think of myself mm-hmm. and, um, how was I viewing my own success mm-hmm. and how was I dealing with my own mental health components mm-hmm. in a better way? And I, I think, you know, going through, uh, we talked about it a little bit in our first podcast and I, I mentioned that I went through a lot of loss, uh, you know, over, I felt like literally I lost everyone in my life. There was a lot of death and it, it really kind of made me take a step back and recognize how important self-care was. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that going through and, and, you know, like I said, COVID I think was an eye opener for a lot of people. Um, but particularly in a country like the U S where we wrap so much around just this constant need to work, right? It's yeah. everything is work, 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 work. Yeah. Got to give the Europeans a lot of credit in the way that they do holidays. You know, it's like, and when they are on holiday, they are on holiday. You know, we, we're a global company. And so I know when people are out, don't bother calling them because they aren't answering the phone. And, um, <laughs> and so, you know, and I actually, at first I used to be very judgmental and critical of that way of thinking. And now yeah. I am starting to, I'm not there yet, but I'm starting to get better about recognizing that I actually perform at a higher peak performance yeah. when I actually take the time to step away and go play yes. golf with my son and my husband or, Good. you know, go, um, you know, I love walking my dogs. Um, that's mm. a, you know, that's an important thing to me, even though they're crazy nuts when we're on our walk, it's actually very relaxing to me. And so, um, you know, it's finding those things, but I think, you know, you talk a little bit about, you know, the positive and the negative around um, kind of developing those growth and fixed mindsets in the book. And maybe you could talk a little bit about that um, and kind of what what you meant when you were describing that whole kind of positive and negative approach. Yeah, I think for me, um, well, and the growth mindset just continues as, as a, for me as a continual learner, right? So I'm in yeah. the process of just constantly evolving and and being um, being more aware of areas to improve um, and go with the flow and not drive as hard necessarily. Yeah. And 
I, you know, I, I will go back to saying you had mentioned that meditation works for you and that you don't necessarily do it right. And yeah. I would argue, I would argue that you do it at all makes it right. And sure. Yeah. And the way I have learned meditation has been to whatever grounds you and in the moment. And yeah, sure. You got to create some quiet and some stability in the environment, but and focus on your breath and all these other things are great tips. But I think yeah. it's really important that people recognize there's no right or wrong way for self-care, right? Or mindset. Yeah. Finding your mindfulness just allows you to work at peak performance. Yeah. And again, honor all the things that we've been talking about in our podcast. But, you know, I, we're wired to be in the negative. And I know f- I, I, f- I find that, like, for example, if I'm out for a run, my mind is saying stop, but my heart rate's improving and my muscles are yeah. getting stronger. Yeah. So, like. How you overcome that is a perfect example of how you would overcome finding your own success too, mm-hmm. right? So that mindfulness is created through the self-care aspect of running. Yeah. And then therefore it perpetuates a better cardiovascular, better breathing, stronger muscles, more awareness. And out of that comes peak performance. Yeah, I like you that. You can take a minute to breathe that'll also make your peak performance less wear and tear on you. Yes. Yeah, no, that's right. very true. And breathing is something that I have um, really embraced. Um, it's something I didn't even realize that I did this. Um, my Actually, my husband pointed it out one time he was watching me do a workout and he's like, Linda, no wonder why you're getting migraines. You don't breathe. And it's because I was concentrating so hard on the activity that I had forgotten to just breathe. Um, and so that is, that is a practice that I have now incorporated into my daily life is that when I'm getting escalated or frustrated, mm-hmm. um, I stop and I just breathe. I, you know, I take that deep breath and just kind of let it go. And I find that in doing just a simple act of breathing, it actually calms my soul and I can deal with whatever situation is in front of me. And you said in one of our previous podcasts, and I I loved the way that you said this, is that we were talking about emails and intent and how you can read the wrong thing. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, you said, um, I read every email with the intent that it's good intention, right? That it's not negative. Not ill-intended. Yeah, Yeah. not ill-intended. And I thought, I'm going to actually take that little tidbit into my own world as well, because it is so easy to just what you said, we are wired towards the negative. We always yeah. approach things that way Fire and we flight. assume that people, yeah, we assume that that's bad or, or, you know, so, that they're ill-intended. And I loved it when you said that because I thought, gosh, I'm going to incorporate that as well. When I read an email going forward that I think is negative, I'm going to flip that and say, I'm bet that their intention here was not negative at all. And that right. I'm misreading the tone of the email. And then I'm not upset because that's what ends up happening is the person who sent it to you is probably not upset. Now you're all frustrated yes. and that now, you know, now your heart rate is up and you've got all of this going on right. and it's just so unnecessary and it's so unhealthy for what we were talking about with creating this mindset and self-care and and getting to that positive well you know i've been on another i don't mean to i I want to expand on that a minute because i've been on another podcast where i actually got feedback from viewers that they really appreciated this this carries over what you're talking about and i want to expand on it a little bit it carries over into the real world and it also perpetuates the pay it forward perspective yeah so imagine driving down the road and someone cuts you off and you assume they cut you off and you yes. come in and rear end them and you bump them off the road and they're dead and you're going to jail for the next five years because of an intention. Right. 
And then you find out it was some 80 year old lady who didn't have, who had a depth perception issue, or you were in their blind spot, forgot her turn signal and moved over slowly and yeah. you backed off. Yeah. And then you get, you find them in line with you at the grocery store that you're both driving to and they pay for your groceries because they're yeah. doing a pay it forward kindness act that day. Right. Right. Think about if you really, really work on that, taking a perspective of that people are not ill-intended, 99% of the time you're not carrying static and your experience and interactions will be positive, perpetuating peak performance. Right. The best way to do that is to not be tired, be watered and fed, be aware of your environment, take care of yourself physically, keep those endorphins up, and go get your nails done and take your dog for a walk. Yeah, yes. It matters. Yes, because it'll yeah. it'll be how you impact yourself in your life. It will pay back to you threefold. I guarantee it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of An Unconventional Guide to Success. In each episode, Scott and I will share experiences and relationships that have shaped us. In our next episode, we will discuss self-care. Instead of worrying about what you cannot control, shift your energy to what you can create. Roy T. Bennett. An Unconventional Guide to Success is an inspirational, motivated series hosted by Scott Montgomery and Linda Misigatis, recorded on Riverside.fm. Music, editing, and production by Logan Misigatis. Check out Scott Montgomery's new book, How Did You Get Here?, and all the helpful related materials at www.howdidyougethere.com. Thank you for joining us on our journey. If you would like to reach out to us, our contact information is in the show notes. At the end of each episode, we would like to leave you with a few questions offered to guide you in your personal exploration of how relationships and experiences are building your success. Take time to reflect and write about what arises. What about your current mindset moves you forward? Where does your mind feel most at ease? How could mindfulness practices help you? 